0: Good evening and welcome back to the Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. And I simply have to say the support for this podcast has been truly remarkable. After the show, don't forget to comment in the Asylum on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Twitter or Facebook, we can keep the conversation going. There's no reason for it to stop just because the show's over. Today, we're going to be talking about the final cuts to get down to the 26th man for the opening day roster. And boy, does that sound daunting. Um, Some reasons that we think that the team will be better or worse, I guess, going into this year. And uh, we're gonna also talk about the NL Central a little bit because it's really hard to discuss the Pirates season without talking about their own backyard. So to help me out today, I've pulled in some really great guests for the discussion today. First is our good friend Graves, who if you listen to the first show we put together, you're familiar with her. She's truly on top of the roster, really understands the arcane rules of MLB, no matter how often they change them. And uh, Graves, say hello.
1: Hello, everybody. Nice to be back. And
0: uh, I've also invited uh, a new friend of mine, Mitchell Nagy here. He's a part-time contributor for Rum Bunter and frequent tweeter, if that's a word. Uh, He's on the show to lend his insights on the club. Mitchell, why don't you tell the good folks something about yourself besides your eternal optimism for the Pittsburgh Pirates?
2: Yeah, besides the internal optimism um, and besides really being excited to get back to PNC Park, um, something off the wall. Um, So I've been trying. uh, I moved to the city uh, last year in July. So I've been trying um, all the highly rated pizza places around town and I've almost knocked them all off the list. So um, if we wanna get into a pizza discussion at some point, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> and if anybody has any recommendations on somewhere that I haven't been yet, uh, feel free to throw those out too. Great. Right.
0: Well, we might need the pizza recommendations because uh, there's gonna be an awful lot of baseball to watch that I think is gonna actually be interesting this year. So we we'll have a lot of things to talk about. So, hey, let's let's go ahead and dig in. I, I don't want to just toss out the subject of final cuts with no guardrails or we'll be reading off 26-man rosters, putting people to sleep and and probably having some weird arguments too. So so let's break it up a bit. And I think think the easiest way to do that really is to start with the first real question. I believe the Pirates are going to take 14 pitchers. But, you know, there's theories on that. They could go 13-13, however they want to split it up. I'm leaning 14 because the Pirates themselves said that they wanted to have a six-man rotation, and they were talking about bringing 14 pitchers north. So, Mitchell, why don't you
2: get us started there? Where do you fall on this? Um, I think that the Brault injury is the nail in the coffin on that. I think you're almost certainly going to see 14 pitchers. Not that Brault was going to give you a whole ton of innings anyway, but losing an experienced arm like that um, for the for the first part of the season – I don't think they really have much of an option other than uh, to go with 14 um, and, and kind of pitching by committee.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, when they say six man rotation, that's just the uh, broad strokes to you. I mean, you're thinking more of this is a whole team approach.
2: I think you'll see um, Keller uh, Anderson and Cahill uh, look like traditional starters. Um, cool might. I think that might be, uh, ending up on the performance, uh, performance-based assessment there. Um, how he looks coming out of spring training. Um, you know, he did a lot of piggybacking last year. Um, still hasn't pitched a full season, uh, coming off of, uh, coming off of elbow surgery. So, um, there's a big question mark there. Um, and then, like I said, uh, starting pitching, uh, relief pitching, long relievers, uh, there's a lot of names there. Um, by committee might be the best way to put it. All right. Graves, where are you sit on this?
1: I, and I, I've i thought about this a lot. I've, I've gone between, you know, 13, 14. Um, it's, it's kind of an unusual season because there's no, there's no cap. They could, you know, go crazy and go 15 if they wanted. But uh, I am actually because of days off, I believe we have five days off in April I'm actually leaning towards 13 and 13. I'm going with the five man bench
0: wow, okay. to
1: start, to start the season. Um, simply, you think the schedule
0: just lays out in such a way that that makes more sense?
1: I think, I think it does. And you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see the way I have things laid out. Um, you've got your five starters and then I've, I've got uh, three others. Uh, in the pen with with starter potential um, that could could uh, pitch uh, you know two or three innings, four innings, whatever the case may be. Um, and with the with days off, I'm uh, yeah, I think uh,
0: okay, it, so as it, we it, as we get further into the roster then, we're gonna have an obvious difference because I think Mitchell and I both agree that they're gonna send 14 pitchers north you're going to stick with 13 for a while and we'll see where that instantly benefits you. And I have a feeling where it's going to instantly benefit you, but (laughs) we'll go ahead and start diving into the actual positions because I think, I think it might be easier to break it down that way. So I think the position players, you have to start with catcher. That's easy. You know, we need two of them. Jacob Stallings might make it. So
1: (laughs) he has a good chance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see who's next. I mean, you obviously have Walters and Perez. They've already sent Hudson down. So, okay. Well, let's not worry about the taxi squad right now. I don't, I don't want to get into the weeds on all that. Okay. So which one do we think is going to make it as the backup catcher?
1: All right. I'm actually, because he's already on the 40 man, I'm, I'm going with Perez. Um, okay. I think um, he, he's the easy decision. Um, he's, he, uh, I, I like him defensively. Both, both guys are uh, – him and Walters are, are great defensively. Um, I think we've seen a little bit more out of Perez with the bat. Um, and, like I said, since he's already on the 40-man, I'm just going to leave him there, and uh, he, he's the backup behind Stallings.
2: Mitchell, how about you? I would tend to agree on that mainly because of the 40-man situation. I think uh, that's kind of a toss-up. Walters brings a little bit more of a veteran presence – Uh, You know, he's, he's been around for a while, Um, but you're going to, you're already going to have a little bit of a crunch with, with the 40 man. Um, You know, like I said, the Brault injury still pending. What move is going to happen there? Um, I I, I think just by, by virtue of being on the 40 man, I think Perez is your guy. Um,
0: See, my only issue with that is, and, and this is something that we probably don't really know. I mean, we were fortunate enough to get reported that, you know, Todd Frazier had an option where he had to be on the roster,
1: exactly. and you know,
0: taken care of. He wasn't mm-hmm. going to not make the roster, so done. But we don't know if Walters has that. No. <laughs> Just like we don't him, know him, if Goodwin has Gold- that. Yeah, uh,
1: Goldwin, Walters, um, Frazier. Yeah, um, we 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 don't know. So so if um, he
0: does have an out, then does that change anything for you? Because Perez has options, right. so you could you could put him down in AAA and still have that feasible backup, and then you'd almost have to take Walters.
1: It, exactly. Yeah. Um, or do you the, think they're the comfortable with strength. losing
0: the depth? I mean, because Hudson performed well. I mean, that's viable too.
1: He did. Yeah. Until until Hudson was sitting down, he he was actually. Uh, I was leaning towards him being the starter. I uh, I was pretty impressed with him this spring. Um, but yeah, the, the, the unknown, uh, you know, again, um, it's, it strikes, uh, because we don't know if Wolters has a, hasn't opt out. Um, if, if he does, um, it could potentially sway me. Uh, Perez has two options. Um, he can, he can get down to the minor leagues. Um, so we have a little bit of flexibility there. Um, but for the sake of saying, um, for, for the sake of discussion, um, I, I really am leaning towards Perez.
0: Okay. I mean, that's fair anyway. I don't think they per, that one performed better than the other, really. I think Hudson right. performed better than either
2: of them, and he's not on the equation. So, yeah. Nobody made it easy uh, with their spring performance. Right. Um, and then, you know, the other factor here is the taxi squad. You automatically have depth at the catcher position. So in, in a regular season, you might not see them let, um walters walk since he's not um he doesn't have an option you can't keep him around um but but this season considering that hudson likely ends up at the uh at the alternate training site on the taxi squad um you know you you can you've got a little more flexibility um whatever they decide to do there's just there's more flexibility
0: and very technically speaking walters has one option i believe
1: okay yeah
2: but his issue is he's
0: not on the 40 man
1: he's not on the 40 man okay
0: so that's that's his problem they'd have to add him to the 40 man you know to to keep him in major league that i mean that's really the problem and i i ultimately think i kind of lean perez as well but if news broke that he that he did have an out clause i think i might have to change my mind because i do really like the depth I think yes. that's that's pretty nice to have and
1: it, it is.
0: Something we haven't experienced here in whew, like forever. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's jump on. We've come a long way from Elias Diaz, people. We have. Yes, we
1: have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> let's move on to another subject that I think is pretty easy, but I mean there's a couple uh, iffy decisions in there. I, I think there'll probably be four outfielders. I think we could all agree on that. Maybe you don't Graves. If you think 13 pitchers, you might think there's room for a fifth outfielder. So if you want to throw that in, I get it, but mine would be, uh, well, I'd have to go with Fowler, um, Alfred, Polanco and Reynolds. I mean, I, yeah. I'd, I'd go ahead and uh, send Goodwin down again. I don't know. Maybe he has an out clause.
1: It, it, exactly. Exactly. But, uh, it, those, I, th- those, those are the four that I have on my list. Um and I think I think uh, you, you know uh, Evans can play a little bit of, of outfield too. So you know maybe in a crunch he can he can go out there. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think I think four is the number. And I think uh, think Goodwin is is the odd man out.
0: Yeah, especially if they only go with four. So
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't see uh, really a the need. Um, to go to go with five, I uh Yeah, right. Uh,
2: I mean I
0: it like depends on how healthy you think Polanco is and you know how much uh Alford can take right away and you know.
2: Right.
0: Mitchell, what do you think on this?
2: I'm with you, Gary. Um I, I think I think Alford has has shown himself capable of being your your everyday center fielder. Um you know, he's, he's hit, which was a surprise. You know, you always figured he could handle center field uh, defensively. Um, you know, the, the track record wasn't there much about double A with the bat. Um, and then the Fowler-Goodwin debate, um, you know, Fowler has played uh, all three positions, but more in center field uh, than anywhere else. Uh, he's only got a few innings in left and right field. Goodwin. Goodwin's kind of the same, I believe. Uh, I'd have to. I'd have to look at the actual. Uh, Goodwin's played everywhere. Actual yeah. innings. Yeah, he's played everywhere. Um,
0: he was blocked by a pretty damn good center fielder in LA. So. Yeah.
2: So yeah. Is- What's that guy's name again? Yeah. I can't.
0: Something about fish. I can't. Alright. <laughs> uh, Woolies. Was he Mr. Woolley? I Forget.
2: Yeah, but you know, um, Goodwin has Goodwin has a, a, a track record of being a serviceable backup outfielder, a fourth outfielder, or even a fifth outfielder in Major League Baseball. But I think if you're the Pirates right now, um, if they were looking to compete for a division title this year, you, you go with Goodwin. Um, this year, I think the Pirates go with Fowler because uh, he's a little bit more of a lottery ticket. He hasn't really had a chance to prove himself. You know, he had that injury. Uh, yeah. That was in his MLB debut. There was a, a bad situation there. It's really
0: more about not wanting to lose Fowler. I mean, I don't think, I don't think you try it for him if you're going to throw him back on the open market for nothing. That's kind of what I'm saying. It's not even about what he's done this spring, which, you know, I mean, he hasn't really played enough to to be super impressive, but while people are blowing up all around him, his bat's pretty cold. He's making decent contact at least. I, I can't, I can't really complain about that, but I think, I think that almost has to be what they do. And, to be honest, if, if we're really going to get down to cases, Troy Stokes Jr. was better than Goodwin. I mean, like I'd take him over Goodwin if it came to that. To be honest with you, I mean the
2: veteran presence is nice, but yeah, Goodwin's a little bit more of a known commodity. Um, but I don't think the Pirates, uh, you know, especially on the uh, on the on the offensive side of the of the ball. Um, you know, pitching, you need a couple known commodities to get some innings. Uh, you know, that's hence the Cahill and Anderson right. moves. Uh, yeah. But, but you can take lottery tickets um, and, and letting Fowler go is like buying a scratch off and throw it in the trash before you scratch it off. You know what I mean? You got, right, you got to right. see what, you got to see what he can show you. Um, you know, everybody's looking for that next, uh, next Mike Yastrzemski, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least until he turns back into Mikey Stramsky, because you know, I, uh, so let's let's go ahead and move on to the infielders now. Now, the way I'm gonna do this i'm gonna I'm gonna split off utility from infield. okay, This is just pure infielders now. I think they're gonna keep five at least if if they go by what I think and do the 14 pitchers. So I would think that's the Todd father, Colin Moran. Adam Fraser, Kevin Newman, Eric Gonzalez, and Hayes.
1: And Hayes, yeah.
0: So there's your five. I can't really see any deviation there. I, I mean, Todd's going to make it, and you know, you got your backup shortstop. We already know for sure it's not Tucker. I mean,
2: you'd I can't like see to see room. you'd like to see a way to hang on to Evans. Uh, well, that's when him, we'll get to the utilities. I keep think, him because, in the fold, yeah. um, but if he's not, if, if you're not considering him uh, like a full time infielder, then um, if we're if we're putting him in the utility category, I don't think there's much of an argument. Yeah, it's the five guys I, you said.
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't even think there's much to discuss there. I, I believe that's such a foregone conclusion.
2: I think that's a. I think that's actually a really nice infield. I think I it's think, a pretty
0: solid infield. Yeah. I yeah. think
2: um, you know, you know Hayes. Hayes isn't going to OPS twelve hundred for the whole season, uh, but all of those guys can handle the bat. Um, all of those guys can handle the glove, uh, and I think I've said it before, but that platoon at first base, kind of like sneaky good. Um, when you look at those guys' reverse splits, yeah. Yeah. if that's a, if that's a straight platoon, uh, there's some there's some offense to be had at first base there. <laughs> Absolutely, I think it's going to be a pretty legit
0: platoon, and and I, I like that. I also think Todd Frazier probably can't handle a troop platoon. Like I don't think he'd be able to handle the volume that he would get from that and backing up Hayes. So I think uh, Moran is going to end up having to take some, some at bats against left-handers. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think he showed the ability to do that last year. So I don't want to completely take that off of the table for him. I, I do want him to get some at bats against lefties and, see what he can do. Obviously I don't want him facing you know like uh Chapman, but
2: <laughs> yeah, you know you don't want to throw him into any um any bad situations uh but yeah, he did he he hit a, especially late in the season. I know he had a couple of home runs off of left-handed pitching. Um and um I didn't look at the I didn't look at the spring numbers, but he he's one of those guys that's not completely helpless uh yeah. left on left and and we've seen We've seen some guys come through uh, the Pirates organization that pretty much looked completely helpless left on left. Moran's a hitter. The, 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 the guy, um, he's not exciting, uh, I don't think. I think a lot of people kind of he doesn't have a he doesn't have a, uh, a captivating personality. You know, he's just the stoic red beard guy. But uh, yeah, he can hit. I mean, that, 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 that can't be denied. You can pull up the stats. He can hit.
0: Yeah, and, he, and he's shown steady improvement over here, too. I actually don't I, – I I said it before. I think offensively speaking and defensively speaking, they upgraded at first base by trading Josh Bell.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that's a discussion that, that's been had on Twitter is that, you know, hey, man, the Pirates could end up getting more war out of first base this year than the Nationals do.
0: It's very possible. I mean, of course, he's out there killing it in spring, too, So, you know, maybe maybe he's going to have one of those early 2019 type seasons. And hey, if he does,
2: if he puts up up five war at the plate, he's going to lose one or two uh, out in the field. So
0: that's a good way to put it, actually. It's something that a lot of people don't think about. So you have to take the entire player. And when you're when you're thinking about that stuff. So the last category for the position players here before we jump back into, you know, rounding out the scary pitching is uh, the utility, which I'm going to have one. Graves sounds like you're going to probably have two because you agreed about every other step of the way there. So, yes. I mean, that's probably Evans, right?
1: It is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's my one. So who's your two then? Because I mean, I'm thinking Defoe.
1: Well, If uh, the the way the way I had it figured up, you've got at at first base, you've got uh, Moran and and Frazier. You've got uh, Frazier at second. Hayes. You've got Newman. So I guess, you know, you've got Eric Gonzalez and you have Evans. Those are those are going to be the two uh, the two backups.
0: I mean, that sounds about right to be.
1: Yeah, I I think that's kind of what we have to do. Right. I I really think so. I think e- Evans. I really I really like him as a player. He, uh, he he's an exciting young guy to watch, and I I just uh, I he has options, you know. So it's it's not like we would we would lose him if, if uh, we you know sent him down or anything. But uh, I think he uh, he deserves to play. He played great last season. He's coming back off of a horrible injury, and uh, I, I think, like like I said earlier, you know, if, if you have to, you can even throw him in the outfield if you need to. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, Evans, Evans, and Gonzalez, they uh, they fill out my infield.
0: So, Mitchell, that would leave you and I basically deciding between Gonzalez and Evans, right? Yeah, see, I'd go Gonzalez and. I, I know I'm not probably in the majority there, but I, I think you I, need I would, that slick short shortstop.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, you know, I, going back to the lottery ticket analogy, I, I think Evans kind of falls into that category, and you'd like to see if he can, if he can, if he can hit. Um, almost like uh, it, it. Almost actually, Evans. Evans on this team almost kind of reminds me of like a Josh Harrison. It's like not really a known commodity coming in you know, super utility guy, find out that he can hit, um, you know, maybe someday down the road, he ends up being a starter for you. Uh, but on the flip side, you know, the, the Pirates have to be mindful of defense. I think they're, they're going to be improved defensively this year. Um, I think they've looked better fundamentally in spring training, um, you know, last year's spring training, especially uh, before, before the, uh, the season was halted. They, they looked atrocious. They, they didn't run bases, right. They were making little league type errors. Um, and what the point I'm getting at is that if you can put some glove out there and you can, you can have some, some defensive studs out there, that's going to help the young pitching staff. And, yeah. you know, a guy like Keller, an extra out from, from Gonzalez could be huge for him. It could be huge for, for, for Keller. And you're going to see some debuts later on in the season. It's not just going to be yeah. uh you know, it's not just going to be the guys who start the season here. You're going to have more young pitchers coming up and making debuts. And, and I think you're doing them an injustice if you're not putting the best uh, defensive lineup behind them.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that. And I, I think the fear of not having Gonzalez on the team, which we should also say, you know, Graves would have Gonzalez on the team. She just happens to have, you know, one less pitcher. So she has to choose or she, she doesn't have to choose. right? Right. Um, I just cannot foresee going into the season without Gonzalez just backing up the middle there. I know Phil Evans can play second base, but the other things he can do, they don't need. And I, uh, I'm concerned about that. And I think I'd like to have him sitting in the minors in, in case, you know, Todd just really didn't have another season in him or, you know,
2: that's a good point. Gonzalez yeah, that's, gets that's, traded, something like that, you know? Right. Well, I, the other thing is too, that, um, at some point I, I would be, I would be shocked if Adam Frazier finishes the season as a pirate. So that's something to consider yeah. here too, is that, you, you know, you're going to lose a middle infielder and, um. I'm not. What's I'm not sure. What's Gonzalez's contract situation look like? He one doesn't year, have any options. One year, one million,
0: have... no options. But he has one. Okay. More year yeah. Of control.
2: So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to keep him on the roster and have Evans uh, be your guy uh, at, at AAA if we're if we're keeping 14 pitchers.
0: Right, and I mean, you don't want to get forced into pulling uh, Cole Tucker that you just said wasn't ready, up, right. You know, to play yeah. shortstop. And I have Rodolfo Castro. I, you know, he's to me is the most complete prospect they have right now. So I'd like to have him up actually, but that's burying Newman to shortstop. And I think at some point you want to move him to second base. So
2: I don't think Newman's untouchable either. um, If it comes trade deadline time.
0: So we we still have to touch on the rotation, and we all kind of did in our intro because we had to. But, you know, the broad injury obviously changes some things, and we're not going to do any justice to, to all the, the shucking and jiving that has to take place on that 40-man roster in order to make our picks happen. <laughs> but we're certainly going to talk about it as we go. I mean, the rotation, the Pirates are saying they want six. So if they want six, I think you have to go with Cool Keller, Brubaker, Anderson, and then some combination of Cahill and Dijon. That would be my six starters slash long relief men.
2: Yeah, DeYoung has looked really good. Um, And uh, the game the other day especially, um, I mean – Oh, he looked really solid, yeah. Yeah, the the stuff is definitely there. Um, He's still young, um, just a tad over 27. You know, it's not like – he's not like the Cahill who's just, you know, brought in as a guy to eat eight innings, uh, you know, on, on the, in the twilight of his career. Right. Um, I, I liked the piggyback thing last year, especially when you compare two pitchers together that um, that complement each other um, like cool and brought, I think complemented each other really nicely. You've got cool with like kind of the nasty stuff, a little wild uh, thrown into the mid to upper nineties um, as a righty. And then you come in with a lefty and you've, you know, it makes it hard to, to fill up a, a lineup card. Um, for, for the opposing, the opposing manager. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot
0: better with the two lefties. Not that we could do anything about that, <laughs> that. I liked having two lefties in the, in the rotation. I thought that was going to be a, a different spin this year that we haven't seen in a minute.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're um, conspicuously lacking left-handed pitching. Uh, I think really organizationally. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's not about to change with the, uh, with the number one pick either.
0: Does anybody have a dark or- Yeah, probably not. You're right. That's true. So anybody have a dark horse for the
2: rotation that
0: didn't get mentioned
2: already? Everybody else on the 40 man is, is pretty solidly in reliever territory. I think, I mean, you got Will Crow. I think, Mm -hmm. I
0: think Will Crow's performed well enough to get a spot, but I think they're going to want to hold him off a little bit. I really do.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think you'll see Bolton at some point this season, but obviously he's already been reassigned. He's not going to make the opening day roster. Yeah. You got your Um, hurry too. I
0: mean,
2: I I think yeah, Your hurry. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I don't think the Pirates are going to rush him. I don't think. I think they probably. You know, they weren't going to trade. They weren't going to trade JMO unless they liked the return. And um, as part of that return, you know. It's obvious that they like him or else they wouldn't have have wanted him in return, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, So I think they'll probably err on the side of caution with him. He'll probably get some starts at AAA. Um, You might see him later in the season if they deem him to be ready. But I think they're looking at him as more of a developmental guy rather than somebody who can help you eat innings in 2021.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. So then we head over to the bullpen. If we're given six pitchers to the starting rotation slash long relief –
1: Right, when you're only
0: bringing thirteen. That means you only get seven for the bullpen, right?
1: <laughs> let, we get let me come in here. Let me chime in here in, on the uh, young. You know, he he's not on the forty man right now. So that that that's one reason why I was hesitant to start him in the rotation. You know, make him the sixth guy in the rotation. Yeah, I hear that. Um, unless he's you know, unless he's here to stay, I think they would much rather hold him back um, to maybe later in the season or, or see how things progress. I mean, we've we've got, uh, what, six other guys um, in addition to the, the the five I have in the rotation, you have six other potential starters on the 40-man. So I I would, you know, um, I So agree you're saying like throwing.
0: a Ponce, you'd go with like a Ponce over DeJong to start.
1: Yeah, like, I, yeah i i i really i really would um if 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 that was the yeah if i if i'm looking for a six starter um ponce would 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 be would be my guy
0: i'd say i'd probably um, go crow just because of performance because i i think he well, probably and, showed and, he was ready he,
1: but yeah well you know i i don't think we've seen ponce yet he's kind of been working on on the backfield so he's pitched
0: twice so, he's
1: pitched twice okay twice.
0: he did okay you know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think he he did anything to 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 hurt the way he looked last year, and that's all he did is eight innings last year. He you know he he did pretty right. well. Kept.
1: And I think the ball you know I think lo- looking at options, you know the, the options that they have, the players have remaining. I think that's going to be a be a big factor in yeah. in how they decide, you know, what they decide to do.
0: Yeah, because when you go over to the bullpen, they've kind of locked themselves in to a certain degree. Like we were saying, you, yeah. you would get to pick seven and we would get to pick eight maybe, right. just because of where we, we think they're going to land. And so you start going through the list, and boy, that eight fills out awful quick. You've got, you does. Yeah, Rich, there's a, a lot, lot of, of – yes. You got Rich Stratton. Rod, you got Stratton, you got yeah. Feliz, you got Crick, you got Bedner. which, I, I mean, he's got yeah, options. he's got it. He's got a ton of options, but how do
2: you not bring him back? Yeah, He's you been lights pretend out. Pretend you're trying to been. bring your best yeah. team up.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. The kids killed it. So then you got Underwood Jr. that has to make it, and yeah. you got Oviedo.
2: Yeah, so, because they're not going to lose him in Rule 5. So, right. it, so there's in our seven. situation with 14 pitchers, we've only got one more.
0: Yeah, there's seven, and, Hartley, and I think you need Chase and Shreve because you have to have a lefty. So it's either him or Howard who's already on the forty. Because you have to have a lefty, and that's with eight. So I right. don't envy you at all, Graves. Because you're going <laughs> to have to cut somebody else. But <laughs> I mean, you I, get I, your I, Evans. I, I, you get Phil Evans. Hart- I, but.
1: Yeah, I I have Hartley on on uh on on my list, um along with the others that you that you mentioned. You know, I could I could I could swap him out easily for uh for a Howard or or. Uh, Um, I I wouldn't have a problem
0: with that. I mean, they're going to have to have a lefty. So, I mean, you can pick whichever one it is. Shreve is going to cause you to have to make a 40-man move, and Howard's not.
1: But Shreve's got
0: experience, and Shreve has done this before. Right. Well, that said, Howard has not pitched badly this spring. So it's really, really hard. But we could talk all day about this. <laughs> this yeah, roster construction, and we I have could. a feeling a lot of the things that we're talking about right now, when we're talking about the roster, are going to come up in our next segment where we're talking about our expectations for for this team as we move forward. So, on that note, let's go ahead and take a break. back so it's hard to expect worse than what we saw last year in 2021 2020 for the pirates and most experts seem to place the pirates in the same or even worse position than they were last year and when i look at this roster and the way it's constructed right now acknowledging fully what has been sent out i don't see a worse team i really don't i see a better constructed team more prepared to compete than I saw in 2020. I really do. So I figured let's just jump right in (laughs) and start, start discussing. Do we think this team is going to be better than it was in 2020 worse? And what are the big reasons for it? Mitchell, let's go ahead and start with you this time.
2: All right. So um, I'll start with, uh, I'll start with worse. You know, one of the big considerations this season is going to be what happens at the deadline. And that's going to be contingent on how the Pirates are playing. If they're playing well and they're winning games at the deadline, it's because guys are performing. And if guys are performing, they're going to be traded at the deadline. Right. You know, if, if Frazier's hitting 300 for you coming into July, he's gone. So if they get off to a hot start, you can see a really ugly second half. You know, um, yeah, that, that has true. to be a consideration. Um, you know, last year was only 60 games. It was a really bad 60 games, but looking at it in that vacuum, I don't think that you'll see a 60 game stretch as bad as last year's season from this team.
0: That's a good way to look um, at it actually. Yeah,
2: you know, in a 60 game in a 60 game sample size, uh, it's a small sample size. Um, they got unlucky on top of being bad last year. And I think it worked out for them. You know, we only had to watch it for 60 games. You have the number one overall pick that you can't get wrong. (laughs) You know, no matter which way you go with the two Vanderbilt pitchers, it's going to be a win. Um, Don't roll Waller out yet. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. You know, I've got to curb the optimism. Um, (laughs) But I, I see them, I see them as a team that's very much in flux. I think, it's hard to pin down what this team is going to look like later on in the season. Um, It's hard to pin down who's going to make their debut. Um, But as you, as you let off with, this is, this is a a better constructed roster. You know, the starting pitching is definitely the weak point. I think the bullpen has potential to be average or even maybe a little bit above average. Um, There's a lot of live arms there. um, If not a lot of experience. Um, and I think the lineup is is serviceable. Um, you know, you don't have a superstar hitter. Um, hopefully Hayes turns into that guy, but I don't think you can put that expectation on him yet. But you have some guys who can get on base. You've got some guys that have a little bit of power, you know, they're not going to hit a ton of home runs. Um, I'd just like to
0: introduce the world to the three people who believe that Hayes doesn't have to perform at that level to be a superstar. (laughs) That's
2: yeah, Yeah, no. Hayes is going to be, Hayes is going to be a gold glove finalist every year. Um, so, you know, like I said earlier, he doesn't have to OPS 1200 to be a star, right? You you get him with like a a 280, 380, 420 type slash line, and he's going to be a really valuable player for you. Right. Um, So
1: So Graves, what do you think? I just love the energy of this team. Um, They're having fun.
0: It's different. Yeah.
1: You know, and when I, Mitchell mentioned it about the, the, just the roster construction and we don't, and again, we're not putting the pressure on Hayes, but we, we, um, we don't have that one player that everybody's going to be looking towards to hit that big three run homer every time. I think everybody can just go out, play relaxed, have fun, and just do what they do. There, there's no expectations other than to keep getting better. No, the expectation uh,
0: is the expectation is that they're going to be drafting Mister Green next year in 2022.
1: It, so, exactly. Yeah. You know. So I, I think in, in that regard. It's going to be a really fun team to watch. Um, our defense, we've talked about that a little bit. I yeah. mean, it's, it's going much to Much improved. Yeah, It's much improved. It's going to, you know, Hayes is a vacuum cleaner over there, and, and it's going to be just incredible to, to watch him. The other thing, and we're seeing a lot of that here in spring training, just being aggressive on the bases, right. you know, and, you know, we haven't really seen that before.
0: I've seen aggressive before. I don't think we've ever seen aggressive and smart. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was
2: just about to say. There's,
1: that, that, there's a
0: that,
2: difference between true. aggressive and, and and smart. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that, not that's always going to
1: Yeah, so I, I think I think that, that that's something that to keep an eye on. And, and I really just have the feeling that the players really like Derek Shelton, and they're gonna play their heart out for him. And they're going to play for twenty-seven outs. It doesn't matter if we're down four to two in the eighth inning; they're going to fight to win. And
0: yeah, I think, I think to a degree, even if even if they don't like him, I think a young team like this is rife with opportunity.
1: Yes, so. and they can. You know, they're going to grow together. You know, Shelton's growing into his job, and and the players are are, are growing too. So. Um, and, and growing into their roles and, and responsibilities and, and it's, it's going to be fascinating, um, uh, on, on the, what's going to make them worse. I, I actually thought the rotation would be better. Um, yeah. Yeah. I have rotation concerns. I, th- I think we're going to see a lot, you know, we, we all hate it when, uh, Hayes goes three for four and then the next day he gets the day off. I think we're going to see a lot of that incorporated into the starting rotation this year yeah. with, with skip starts. Um, if they go with the six man rotation, you know uh, whether to start the season or, or later on, um, you know, we, we know we're going to have a limit on pitches and, and innings Um I think Lance Lynn threw the most innings last year of any pitcher in the major leagues. He threw 85 innings last year. Um, That's why when we
0: talk about like the roster construction, yeah, it's, it's cool. And it's something that's happening and yeah, they'll go North with 26 players, but the reality is most of this 40 man is going to get used. I think. yeah. Yeah. The ones that aren't there to just protect them from roll five. You know, right. they're going to get used. Like, I think <laughs> we'll see Rodolfo Castro this year. I think we'll see your hurry. I think we'll see Will Crow. I think we'll probably see DeJong no matter where he starts. Holmes. Right. I, I mean, we're going to – I wouldn't be surprised if we see Wright.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we're going to see um, a bunch of
2: different players. The rotation as it stands is a little shaky. If you get a good Mitch Keller, say Mitch Keller comes out and, you know, makes every start on top, you know, in turn, uh, ends up throwing 150-ish innings, mid-threes, ERA. Things don't look so bad. If Keller doesn't put it together this year, you could have a real black hole in the starting rotation. I mean, the starting rotation could just be absolutely abysmal. And I think that's one of the big things. If we're talking about what could go wrong or what could go right, if Keller pitches really well and you're getting a chance to win every five days, Hey, you're not going to lose as many games as you are. If yeah. Keller's not coming out, you know, this is your guy going forward. He's going to, he's supposed to be your ace here on the next pirates playoff team. And, uh, and he's kind of got to show it, uh, you know? Yeah, and I'm not, uh, the other I'm thing not sure if
0: I get there on Keller. I don't know if he's going to be the ace it, at first. I, I hate the label ace. I just don't think any teams have, there, there's many teams that have a true ace.
2: Yeah, there's probably – you could count the aces
0: in baseball in one hand. Yeah, but if they have one in this organization, it's Quinn Priester. So
2: I'm, At this point, I would agree with you. I'm yeah, willing, I'm
0: willing right. to wait and not put that on Keller. I just want him to be a serviceable pitcher. Like That's yeah. what I want him to try to be by the end of this year, serviceable yeah. pitcher.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I've, I think I've, expectations I've, have changed for him yeah. um, a little bit. I think I he mean, was kind of seen as a savior there for a minute, and uh, I don't think that was fair to him.
0: No, he had I just, nothing yeah, else.
2: Who else yeah, was right. there,
0: you know? I mean, right. it's it's either that or start pining for some single-A guy. Plus, you know, he was rated, what, the seventh best prospect in all of baseball, not pitcher, prospect.
1: Right. I yeah. mean,
0: yeah, those expectations are real. We didn't make them up. Yeah. He should be good. And, I mean, like, I'll make a point about Keller just to kind of talk about what you said. If he is that good, how long does a six-man rotation really last? You're going to want him to go out every fifth day. I mean, <laughs> and and if that means he's only getting six innings, so what? I mean, they they can cut his his innings and pitches a different way. They're they're gonna want his presence in more games, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, maybe you're right earlier when you were talking about a lot of piggybacks because maybe that's the way to get the extra pitchers involved. But
2: yeah, you get I've got a weird spin on two or three from someone else.
0: I've got a weird spin on how I feel about this season. And and I think the best way I can put it is I think they will be a better team by the end of the year, trades included than they are right now. And I think most of that for me is that rotation. I think the rotation's bad right now, but I think a lot of the decisions are based on the 40 man. I think they have better talent in their system that will work its way up into that rotation, like Crow, like Yuhure, I think once those players start working their way in, I think the rotation will kind of start to solidify a little bit. And I think uh, I said on Twitter the other day, I think JT Brewbaker is going to, by the end of this season, be looked at as the Pirates' most steady starting pitcher. That's what I believe he's going to do, because I don't think he's going to ride roller coasters. I think he's going to be steady, the entire season. Yeah. I think Keller stuff is going is to be there. a little bit of an adventure. Yeah, and I mean we saw him what, he
2: threw 10 10 no-hit innings to end last season. Um yeah, about
0: 7,000 pitches to do it. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's 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 unsteady and um you know, you'd hope uh, you'd hope that it would straighten itself out. And that's what's that's what's going to be difficult this whole season and us sitting here um you know, before opening day even happens, trying to trying to assess what this team's even going to look like in June or July, it, it's kind of a fool's errand. There's, there's a lot of change that's going to be happening. There's going to be <laughs> trades. There's going to be injuries, um, you know, especially with, with the pitching staff. You know, you've got guys who haven't thrown a large amount of innings in two years, you know, with, with COVID last year. And and who knows with that, you know, if you have a COVID outbreak and and get, you know, you have a delay and you're playing more games in less days for the rest of the season, there's, there's so many question marks. Um, Well, this fool
0: has to write a season preview article this weekend. So I have to have some decisions made. That's that's all I'm going to say.
2: (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I've already got enough old tweets that people can burn me on. I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in your seat there.
0: So we're back and that leaves us to the next uh, topic we'd like to discuss today, which is the NL central. I mean, in general, I have to say it looks pretty brutal. I mean, the the Cubs have almost no pitching and they have to make some tough choices this season. The brewers have some nice pieces, but I'm not sure they have enough. The reds are the reds. I mean, (laughs) they, they jumped the gun early and now they have to pay for it. The Cards are probably the class of the division in my mind. Mitchell, what kind of sense can you make of the NL Central?
2: Yeah, um, I would agree with you. Um, I actually got really good betting odds on the Cardinals to win the division because I put money on them right as soon as the Arenado rumors started flying. (laughs) <laughs> uh so so i've got them at plus 230 which is way better than you're going to get now they're now the favorites um you've just
0: added a service to the podcast now
2: we're gonna right get yeah I get don't it. listen to my betting advice please <laughs> uh, but right he's yeah. young. he has time to recover from his mistakes the uh yeah the the the, the theme of the nl central is no pitching um the, the yeah. Reds have the Reds have a couple of guys who probably aren't going to be Reds much longer um, starting the season. I think they probably have the best rotation. You've got a couple of bullpen arms. You know, the Brewers still have Hater. He's going to be uh, he's going to be good. You know, that's he's a good pitcher. If he
0: last if he survives the trade deadline
2: yeah that's the other thing too and you know we've we've touched on it with the Pirates this is a really a division in in flux right now um, there's not really a, a, a very good team I think if if you say the Cardinals are the best team in the central I don't even think the Cardinals are a top five team in the entire national League I think you could easily pick five teams that are better than them. certainly the Padres and Dodgers um, the Mets look good the the, the Braves look
0: good, you know. I mean, the Padres and Dodgers are probably 1 2 in the entire league. So yeah. I would
2: agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- that West is a meat grinder. Um and touching back to last segment too, that's probably another reason why the Pirates could outperform expectations record-wise because right, right. they're not going to get stacked by a good team over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, like Baltimore like, is like, and Colorado Baltimore. is
2: Colorado I fully expect Colorado to have the worst record in the league. I mean, they're going to get torched. I mean, they have to play the they have to play the Padres and and Dodgers a combined 38 times. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck even winning 10 of those games. Yeah.
0: The Rangers are going to be really bad. So, there's yeah. definitely competition for the number 1 pick for sure. But I mean, the NL Central is one of those down divisions. So, I I do think what you're saying has some legitimacy the pirates could probably take advantage of that a little bit. And, and pitching is the, is the thing that's down and coincidentally, you know, we haven't been able to hit until this spring. So it probably helps. I would say, <laughs> Graves. where <laughs> yeah, do you yeah. fall on, on some of the divisional topics here?
1: Well, you know, all the talk, uh, is about it being a, a, a four team race and, I don't see that at all. It's it. This is going to be a two-team race, and I actually have the Brewers winning the division.
2: Yeah,
1: um, they've added they added Colton Wong. Um, I really like him. He's going to improve their defense. They've got Lorenzo Cain back. You know, he opted out of last year due to COVID, and they've got Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, their their defense is going to be better. Their offense is going to be Good and they you know, like everybody else, there's some question marks in the rotation, but they have a decent rotation. Um, Brent the best Anderson, player in the Waters. world right
0: now, too, besides Mookie Betts, right? Christian Yellow. Yeah. So,
1: exactly, you know, and did we forget the guy in LA again, yeah, except
2: Mookie Betts. <laughs> oh, one. did you mean Mike Trout? Yeah,
1: yeah, that, uh, yeah, that guy, that yeah, guy.
0: <laughs> I guess. I I guess so. I think Mookie Betts is better than Mike Trout, but yeah, that's a high take. We could do a whole segment there, on really.
2: that.
0: You can't go but, wrong there. Well, Mookie Betts no. for me, it's it's defense. He's insane. I mean, and I know Trout's really good too, but but Mookie Betts just he he almost can play left and center at the same time, or right and center at the same. The yeah. guy's range is just fan graphs can barely chart it.
2: Yeah.
0: So. It's unbelievable. We're, I think we're getting the, uh, off topic. I mean, that's a completely different division. Yeah, I,
2: I think my issue with the Brewers is that outside of Hader, the bullpen is pretty rough. I'd even say the Pirates probably. I, I'd take the Pirates bullpen over the Brewers bullpen right now, just because the Pirates have a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. The, yeah. the Brewers bullpen, it's it, name a Brewers bullpen pitcher off the top of your head, other than Hader.
0: I'd have to go into the past and say Jeffers, because I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, Williams. that's exactly. Delvin Williams is good. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. But he, even him, he's not a stuff pitcher. He's a, he's a weird artsy pitcher. That that changeup is his number one. You know, and so, he's almost a right-handed Liriano. Uh, but so you've got. Um, I mean, you're right. The Brewers really could pull off the there. division though.
1: If, if, yeah, I, I, I uh, you know. You can never discount the Cardinals because the Cardinals are are the Cardinals. But, you know, the thing that that has me question them, you've got Wainwright and Molina. I mean, they're both uh, almost 40. Um, how much more do they really have to offer? You're going um, with the
0: Tom Brady theory for why everybody thought Tampa wouldn't win the Super Bowl last year, yeah. basically. He's yeah. got to break yeah. down at some point, right?
1: Yeah. Pretty much, you know, and uh, so you know, and and there's the whole uh, Aronado coming from Colorado, and and how will he do there? You know, it. Uh, I think he's going to be just fine. But we did see, uh, uh, even when Goldschmidt came from from Arizona, we saw a little bit of a decline there. You know, you, you just you just never know um, how things are going to work out. But uh, other other than Flaherty in their rotation um the Cardinals don't don't really have any big names there but they're getting Jordan Hicks back as their closer so you know one of the few teams that actually has a has a closer in the in yeah but rotation. how will they
0: handle him you know I mean they're, they're, yeah, right. they're not going to ride him yeah they're he's not coming back him. from Tommy John they're not, he's not going to get yeah. like 60 saves this year
1: exactly yeah they're, they're easing him back in and and uh so that's uh that's yeah. why I'm I'm going with the Brewers. I just I think they're uh, they don't have flashy names in their rotation, but uh, I think they'll get the job done.
2: You bring up Arenado on the Cardinals, um, and as bad as the pitching is in the NL Central, I think the NL Central has some really good third basemen. You've got Hayes, mm-hmm. um, Bryant, Suarez, Arenado, and Shaw over. Um, over in Milwaukee, I mean, for 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 Travis Shaw to be the worst third baseman in the division, that that's a that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good division at third base. It is. It's
0: there's actually I think the Cardinals infield is probably the most impressive. They, I mean, you got very DeJong, Yeah, you got you know Arenado, you got Goldschmidt. I don't know what they're going to do at second. I don't know if that's that's probably what. Uh, Edmund. The, Edmund. Yeah, maybe.
1: Maybe. Yeah, yeah, who knows
0: what they do there? Really, they could probably just rotate people around. They like to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, the, the Cardinals will be okay. I think their outfield still kind of stinks. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of of their lineup in general. I don't think they have, I and mean, they do now. They have that a three, four, five that's going to scare the the crap out of everybody they play. Mm-hmm.
2: But, well, they're going to be looking to add too. And that's the thing, um, and plus their player development is insane. It seems like every year there's a Cardinals rookie who, you know, quietly hits 300,
1: comes out of nowhere, rookie
2: yep. of the year conversation. So yeah. you have to imagine they have a few of those guys lurking somewhere. I don't know. I just I've just resigned myself to just the Cardinals. The Cardinals are always going to find a way, and I, I I literally cannot bet against the Cardinals. I I, I can't.
0: I hear you there i mean as far as the reds go i don't think the reds can hold on to what they have and i don't think what they have is enough so i mean i kind of write them off i i mean maybe i maybe i shouldn't you know we're we're being very careful here too to not say all oh, the pirates are better than these guys we're not saying that we're no literally just talking about the environment we're playing in here and i do think you know that when you play the reds if you're the pirates you're looking at that as an opportunity to take some wins. You should be. They they are yeah. there. Chicago yeah. Chicago has no pitching, none. They've got like I'm actually shocked when I saw Underwood pitch the other day. I'm like, what were they thinking? Why did they trade this guy? I mean, like he he's he's throwing ninety. They don't have anybody that can do that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> All soft tossers from from Hendrix to Davies to Mills to Arietta uh, and Williams. I mean, yeah. I mean,
2: it's brutal. It's, it's brutal. It's, it's
1: brutal. You I know, do hope
2: we get to see Gregory Polanco take Arietta deep into the Allegheny at least once this season. Oh yes. I still have such a vendetta against the guy <laughs> after after twenty fifteen. I um,
0: man, I just can't see. I can't see anybody
2: surviving. The rotation. Cubs might tear it down. I think. I think that we have a pretty good assessment here. Um, that the Brewers and the Cardinals are probably the two teams, uh, two teams to beat. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. The Cubs and
2: Reds fall somewhere in the middle. Um, I think yeah. it would take a really good season by the Pirates and a really bad season by somebody else for the Pirates not to finish last. I wouldn't say it was impossible. The Reds and Cubs are both in a situation where um, the Cubs are on the back end of their uh, their little uh, run. And the Reds kind of went in too early uh, with some big free agent signings and, and, and some big trades. And um, I could see both of those teams also selling at the deadline um, yeah. and really making this a two-team race. Uh, between Milwaukee and St. Louis, with uh, with three real bottom feeder kind of teams. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: the Cubbies have some scary questions to answer too. Like they,
2: they have do. to decide whether they're going to extend
0: Baez and how yep. much. They have to decide whether they're going to extend Rizzo or let him go, and they have to decide if they're going to
2: extend Bryant or trade him.
1: Oh, is oh, Bryant, sorry, is Bryant, Bryant to Cubs this year.
2: Is Brian to Cub at the end of the season? There's a question for oh, you. Oh, I, I don't think so.
1: I don't think so either. I, I think uh yeah, all, all three of those names are free agents after 2021. And then you've got Wilson Contreras after in twenty after 2022. Yep. 20, yep. So
0: I uh they have to blow it up. If they things don't have one, to,
2: they have to pick one and stick with it, and it's probably bias. If things don't start well for them, they could really blow it up. Yeah, yeah. you could see all of those names. Uh, I think Baez is the guy that they're going to try to try to keep um, as I much sentiment right. as there is there with Bryant and Rizzo, especially Rizzo. He's been the face of their franchise for the better part of a decade. That's the one um, thing with
0: Rizzo with his back problems and, and whatnot. He may only think he has a few years left and might take a smaller,
2: shorter deal. Yeah, you know. yeah, he might do a hometown discount there. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I don't even know if it's a discount as much as he might not require them, giving him seven years or something. You know, he might just yeah. take three or four and let them, let Readers. him be a bridge.
1: Because they have some good
0: young players. They still, like yeah. still got Ian Happ. Yeah, still got Ian Happ. They still got Nico Horner. Yep. You know, they they've got some talent around that that they could still build with. But if you're going to let Contreras go and and Rizzo and Bryant, and well, come on. I mean, that, that team is, is in disarray. I think the Cubs
2: find themselves in a similar situation to where the Pirates were in the middle of the last decade in, in the 2016 kind of timeframe where, you know, you have that core that is not only aging, but also, um, you know, even, even a big market team like the Cubs, you can't give Bryant, Contreras, as you can't give them all mega deals, it's just not going to right. work out. Um, so there's going to be some decisions to be made, even without uh, the uh, the monetary restraint. You know, because the Cubs the Cubs, well, actually the Cubs the Cubs are in some financial trouble. Um yeah. You know, and and the that's thing is they can't.
0: It's not even that they couldn't afford to keep them all. It's that they have no pitching in their system. Not yeah. Not just, you can't. Not just there in their system. Yeah, you can't so, go
2: out and trade. For and buy a whole pitching staff to make you competitive. That's just that doesn't work. That's not. I'll I'll tell you what it looks
0: like right now. Like what the Cubs look like to me right now, they look like the 1980s Cubs with like Dawson and Ryan Sandberg, and I mean they could hit the cover off the ball. You didn't want to face them if you were a pitcher, but most nights they were going to lose because they couldn't keep up on the mound themselves. I think that's what we're going to be in for this year. I think you're going to be in
2: for some. Some
0: nine eight losses, you know, <laughs> to a lot of teams.
2: Yeah, I think the I think the Pirates are going to be in a in a similar situation. I wouldn't say they can hit the cover off the ball, but they almost have they almost have kind of like a like an old school type offense. You know, yeah. they're not going to hit yeah. a ton of home runs, but you've got some guys with some speed. You've got some guys with some um, some gap power. I don't think Hayes is going to be a huge home run guy, but if you've got him hitting third with uh, with Newman and Frazier on base, you're going to see you know a two-run double or something like that, yeah. uh, you know, it's going to be harkened back to the old days before the three true outcomes became uh, became yeah. so prevalent. And
0: yeah. the difference yeah. might very well end up being there that the Pirates, if you get to, say, the sixth inning with a the lead, they might be able to hold on to it. I don't think mm-hmm. the Cubs can. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that might very well be the difference there, but unless they make some trades i think the offense is too good to even pretend to flirt with the pirates passing them up in the
2: standings (laughs) no yeah they would have to they would have to they would have to have some bad luck and start slow and then sell
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: yeah i don't i don't want to i don't want to get into hypotheticals there because i number one for my own expectations. I'm not trying to talk myself into the Pirates somehow being good this year. <laughs> I, do that, I do that way too much already. I got you. Uh, so, yeah, put the, put the Pirates as a last place team, but the Cubs could finish fourth. Absolutely. It's true.
0: So, hey, guys, that was a great conversation. A lot of, <laughs> covered a lot of ground in this episode. We really did. Talked about the roster. I think, you know, somewhere around the time when this post – we should probably have a really good idea how close to right we were. And uh, I'm pretty excited to to get into the season. And I'm really glad that you guys took the time to to talk about it with me. Hope you had a good
2: time.
1: We had a great time. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You this was
2: great. I'm like excited to, you- to see where things go. This is a, there's a different kind of optimism about this season. It's exciting to have, have a direction. I think we've already kind of hit rock bottom and I think the only way to go is up. So
1: absolutely i'm excited absolutely.
2: so
0: um hey if you want to keep talking to me i told you i already jump on the asylum follow me on twitter at gary Mo two zero zero seven graves
1: follow me on twitter at uh, kg underscore 55 vftg voice from the graves
0: and mitchell besides uh seeing what you write on rum bunter how do people get a hold of you
2: yeah, definitely, uh, definitely give me a follow on Twitter. Uh, it's at M-R-Y-A-N N-A-G-Y
0: Sounds good, everybody. And thank you.